Good evening, Christian Dieter. Welcome on VH Berries. Hi there. Uh, thanks for having me. I am extremely grateful. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm very excited to talk to you. So uh, I'm doing great. How are you? I am very curious about one item that is located behind you because <laughs> I can see a black projector on the top of your shelf and I need to know more about this unidentified and unregistered object. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it's a video projector. Uh, it's a it's a Sony uh, um, um, projector, <laughs> which I uh, use to watch movies on because I love movies and I love watching them projected. So actually, I'm sitting in my office right now, and uh, whenever you know I watch a film, I go to the movie theaters as much as I can and. Um, if I can't, if I, if I watch something at home, I use this projector to do that. You are using uh, that projector and I assume that you established a sort of very precise protocol and organization because you actually need to take it out of the shelf and maybe put it uh, in front of a screen or a white wall. Well, you know, the funny thing is I'm looking at a screen right now. So so I'm sitting at my desk and, you know, uh, obviously I have now the phone between us so I can record this. But uh, usually I'm looking at a screen and there's a sofa in front of my desk. So if I want to watch a movie, I just, you know, get up, get on the sofa <laughs> and look at the screen and turn on the projector so I don't have to move it. And it's it's a pain to move it because it's very well calibrated. And, uh, you know, as soon as you move it, it's all you have to do it all again. Absolutely, Christian Dieter moving uh, that tr projector even a bit would be a nightmare to yes. fix. And this projector is the same wild uh, as the piece of furniture on which it, it is placed. It is a very risky situation. <laughs> yes. Well, let, let's hope there's no let's hope there's no earthquake. You know, <laughs> otherwise I need a new projector. Absolutely. We don't want a, a earthquake uh, because uh, I can also sense that this piece of furniture is not very straight. <laughs> it's like, eh, it's straight enough. It's straight enough. Uh, you know, the, the entire it's a very old house we live in. So the entire house is like not very straight. So, uh, you know, I kind of try to straighten it out now and then um, straight enough. <laughs> but yeah, it's an old house. So, you know, let's let's try to get through this without it falling apart. It is an old house that is perfectly retranscripting your uh, cinematic universe, uh, Christian Dieter, because every wall is filled uh, whether with uh, this shelf or with uh, some frames. Um, and the Dieter's spaces cannot be blank. Your imagination neither. It has always, uh, it always has to be full. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's how you can say it. I think so, yeah, you're right.
And this imagination, Christian Dieter, started a long time ago because of one piece of art, a word that is made from 10 letters that are forming the word Verzobert. That's <laughs> how that. That's how you say it. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. You're very good, you know, on your research. So uh, actually, Verzaubert, uh, which translates to enchanted, uh, was my very first uh, short film at the Munich Film School. Yeah, uh, and yeah, that, that's very true. Verzaubert. Verzaubert yeah, was indeed your first short film thank you very much for the compliment <laughs> on the pronunciation of that uh, german word and i would love to know more about uh, this very specific project can you tell us a little bit more about it sure uh so when i w uh, you know film school first year film school after six months we had to do our very first film and the task was um you get four rolls of material so that's 12 minutes of um, you know, 35 millimeter film, and it needed to be black and white, and it needed to be without sound. Uh, you know, the thought being, you know, keep the crew small, don't have sound recorders there. And so I, uh, we needed to come up with a story that, um, you know, doesn't need any dialogue and, and is very, very short. And so I came up with this, um, you know, bigger than life uh, love story with some kind of voodoo element <laughs> and, and um, yeah, filmed that and, and, you know, with all my friends and, and the other people like uh, studying with me and um, yeah, it turned out to be a really fun film and, and, and I'm, I'm very fond of it. And um, I, I then traveled the world with it, it played on like dozens of festivals or everywhere. And so, um, yeah, after some point, like after a year or something like that, I was like, okay, I gotta stop traveling and start making something new again. Um, but it was a great, uh, it was a great experience. It was a great experience, a Christian Dieter. I can feel the passion when you are uh, remembering uh, Verso Bert. And as you just mentioned, uh, Verso Bert uh, is a short film uh, that was shot in black and white, that is silent and uh, recorded on four. Point zero rolls of Ilford black and white for the uh, five millimeters. Yeah, 35 millimeters, yes. And then it was edited actually on a Steenbeck table uh, with scissors and tape, um, like scotch tape. And, and you know, just literally uh, whenever you had to take out a frame, you had to cut it out, you had to put the film back together. And then, you know, the problem is cutting out is easy. But if you wanted to do something, you make it longer again, <laughs> you know, you had to slice that missing frame in again. But if you if you not just took out one frame here and there, but, you know, 50 all over the film, and then you want to lengthen something again, and then finding these missing frames somewhere on the floor and the drawers was an absolute nightmare. So it was like a game of memory, you know, you just were crawling across the floor trying to find the frame that fits into the gap, uh, you know, when you wanted to make a moment longer again. So um, thank God for Rabbit. But um, um, it was nevertheless a great experience because you had to think about every edit very, very carefully, because if you if you screwed it up, um, it was like, you know, it punished you, the film punished you. And you so you were thinking first and then making the edit. Um, so, yeah, but 
I'm 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 thankful that these days are in, in the past. <laughs> In definitive, Christian Dieter, it was a game of memory. And it is also a very hard game of memory to remember the 50 festivals in which uh, that short film uh, uh, was shown and actually won uh, prizes. It is a game of memory. Yes, so I I was very lucky, um, um, you know that 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 the movie, you, you know, there's obviously, uh, yeah, there's there's always these things. You you have to have great actors and a great crew and a great story, and then you have to have a ton of luck. And it hasn't changed since since the first short film, right? And then and then I got very lucky with that first short film that that you know it it found an audience um, um, all over the world. And, and, and that was great. And, you know, it made me, I met a lot of, you know, great people and fellow filmmakers from everywhere. So it was a very exciting, uh, very exciting year. Um, yeah, but you know what, the, the a new film doesn't make itself. So at some point, you got to force yourself to stop and sit at your desk and just, you know, start, start working on the next thing. And also that hasn't changed until today. Absolutely, Christian Dieter always preparing and working on the next projects. And this is very ironic because the audience uh, towards Verzobert had a very long attention spans. And at the complete opposite of that, there is the short attention span of your friends uh, back when you were making a little short films that were never finished because all of your friends uh, that uh, were um, actors uh, during the set were giving up. Can you tell us a little bit more <laughs> about those very difficult early days? I mean, you know, um, it's like, I, I have to say I was 10. <laughs> this was when I, when I made my first films. <laughs> so this was long before uh, film school. And the actors I worked with were actually my friends who were trying, you know, to do me a favor. And, and you know, when you tell somebody, hey, let's do a movie, everybody is like, you know, yeah, let's do it. It's fun. And then after two hours, everybody just wants to do something else and wants to go. Nobody wants to do the same thing over and over and over and over again. But this is what's happening when you're making a movie. Right. And so, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like I started a lot of films when I was 10 and I hardly ever finished one. I think I didn't actually finish anything until I was 12 um, because people like literally ran out. And then, you know, I had to ask other friends for the next film because the friends who were already there they were like no this is boring you know you do the same thing again and again and again and you know so it was it was <laughs> it was difficult it was difficult and now it's that's easier now that's easier now actually absolutely hopefully it is way easier now a christian deter and I actually relate to that concept of the hype because this and those events really show that you didn't stay for the hype or because it was something cool to do, but because really you really loved it. Yes. If I can tell you one thing, being the kid uh, with the video camera running around at school is the least cool thing you can do <laughs> it's not like if you want to be the cool kid you know 
don't take a video camera and run over the schoolyard with it every single day. So um, no, no it's, it wasn't like, no, it was certainly, I, I didn't do this to be cool. Uh, certainly not. Um, no, I had a real passion for film and, and, and I always wanted to do it. And um, I, it, it was a hobby. I never thought this is going to be my profession or something like that. It was just like, it became a profession uh, for lack of alternatives because when you get to like 16, 17, everybody is like, so what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, I have no idea. I just want to make another film and then I'll think about what I will do with my life, right? And so, and so, um, you know, it was, yeah, it, I just turned my, my hobby into my profession. Um, and I got very lucky that I was able to do that. You turned this hobby into your profession, Christian Dieter. And from what I can feel, Germany is a central part of your identity because uh, this is a place, uh, this is the place in which you grew up and you're still going there uh, very frequently. What is your relationship with uh, the artistical scene in Germany? Uh, you know, so I'm I'm German, uh, obviously, and I I made a lot of um, films. In Ger I, I made seven films and TV shows in Germany before I, uh, I I came to Hollywood, basically, and and I um I have a lot of friends there and a lot of uh, filmmaker friends because when I went to film school, you know, all the people that are making movies right now in Germany or shows or everything, you know, I I came up with them and 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 I I, I know. A lot of them, and they are, and I just don't, I, I, I don't just know them. I'm also, you know, they are friends, and you know, I've I've known them for like 10, 20 years, and so I I feel pretty much at home there. Um, however, I've been in Los Angeles now for um, seven seven years, and I also feel at home here now. And, and it's like, you know, I, I I couldn't decide between the two worlds because I, I love them both, and they are you know different. To one another, but you know, for example, next week I'm going to go to Germany, and you know, I'm seeing seeing a friend's new movie, like a, a rough cut, which I'm looking forward to very much. And so I, I, you know, like we help each other out, we give give each other notes on scripts, on cuts, and all that stuff. And I'm also, you know, I'm doing projects uh, over there when there's something exciting in Germany. Um, you know, I'm 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 you know I'm excited for it, and I'm I, I try to do it if I can. And if you know, last year I shot a movie here in the states, so you know, wherever wherever the interesting story are and they aren't always in the same place you know absolutely christian dieter the story are not always located uh, in the same place and um feeling home um especially for example in california can be a multi-round process but it is made easier with that unidentified <laughs> unidentified and unregistered object, which is the projector, <laughs> always. Absolutely. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> ho ho home, home is where the movies are, for sure. <laughs> home is where the movies are. And um, I actually feel uh, that the festivals and especially the short films scene is way more uh, prominent in Europe 
and Germany. And this is what uh, led you, for example, to win a national competition uh, for one of your short film and during an award ceremony, finally meeting real film director uh, that you could look up to and uh, relate to. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's true. So what happened basically is I did, you know, uh, like when I got a little bit like older, like I'm talking 14, 15, um, like teenager. Uh, so my friends stopped running away when I wanted to make movies with them because actually um, some, you know, some of them then like being on camera. And um, and so I, I started I started finishing <laughs> movies and all that stuff. And so I, I uh, handed one in to a short film festival when I was still, you know, I, I, I don't know, eighth grade, ninth grade, something like that. And so um, um, I won that, I won that festival and, and they, the award ceremony was like, um, you know, the whole concept was that a, a working director hands over the award to the, to the um, student, you know, to the, to the, uh, to the high school, uh, high school student at the time. And so um, I went there and this was first time in my life that I actually met a real director because for me, uh, like real directors, um, you know, even growing up in Germany, I always thought directors live in Hollywood, right? And not in Germany because I come from a very small town and they had like one uh, theater and, and it always showed the Hollywood movies and not the German. It didn't show Wim Wenders and all, you know, all the great German directors. It only, you know, showed Hollywood movies. And so I thought, okay, movies are made in Hollywood and not not here and 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 um obviously I knew there's German <laughs> German film but it didn't it didn't strike me as like a profession it, it always struck me as a hobby and so when I met that that filmmaker his name was Nikolai Caro um he told me uh yeah no I'm I'm a, I, obviously I'm a German director I went to film school and this was the first time I ever I ever you know picked up on there being such things as film schools. And, and I was like, wow, this is exciting. And and um, and when I returned home uh, that night, I told my parents, uh, this is what I want to do. And I, I want to go to film school. And yeah, they were very happy, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's what I did, you know. In addition to that, Christian Dieter, you just mentioned that the kids after the age of <laughs> uh, 15 and when you were 15 stopped running away because they liked um, the attention and they were uh, much more aware of what we can call um, self-image and if there is one movie that embodies those two words of self-image it is how to be single. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about this feature film? Of course, yeah. How to be single was my first uh, American uh, film, actually. And and it happened um, because I did uh, a smaller, like, European film before, which was also English language, called Love Rosie, um, with Lily Collins and Sam Claflin. And so New Line um, and, and Warner Brothers, they saw that film they saw love rosie and and basically you know called me up and said hey would you want to direct an american movie um and and you know that turned out to be how to be single and and i read it overnight i met them the next day i was in la anyway because we did some additional sound recording for love rosie and and i loved it and i thought this is great fun and um yeah and i couldn't i i you know i literally couldn't believe it that that was just like 
you know, it was coming to me. I didn't chase it, no nothing. I, I was like literally an, an incoming phone call and I, I couldn't believe how lucky I am. And then, yeah, and then, then we made that movie and it was like a, a wild ride. We shot in New York, uh, which is insane. And, you know, American sets, my first American set, and they are much bigger than European sets. And so when you go like, when you, you know, I literally remember going to set for the first time and and walking down the streets in Manhattan and there was like, you know, there was like trucks standing on the street, like, you know, trailers and stuff like that, you know, makeup, costume. But I was still like, you know, blocks and blocks away from, you know, our shooting location. I was like, wow, OK, there's another movie shooting right here. And so I went to the next block and there were more trailers in the next block. And I think I walked like five blocks and it was just trailers and trailers and, 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 and you know, um, like the whole street was locked off. And then I arrived at set and I was like, holy shit, that's my movie. <laughs> that's that's all that we, we shut down the entire area of the city for my film. And it was just insane because, you know, in Germany you have, yeah, you have some trucks too, but usually, you know, <laughs> it's like, you just, you just <laughs> pick a street corner and film there. Right. And so it was like, it was insane, but it was a great experience. Um, you know, great, uh, <laughs> great partners, great producers, great actors. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. They're pretty insane. Pretty insane. From uh, from a European perspective, at least, yeah. As an uh, European perspective, if I understood correctly, Christian Dieter, you were talking about the German French fries truck. <laughs> the, fr <laughs> the French fries truck. Uh, uh, that's that's pr that's the only truck you have on the German set, more or less. No, that's not that's not entirely true. But uh, you know, it's a fraction of of what they do here. But a French fries truck is always good to have. It is essential to always carry one or two French fries truck in every movie set, and the way you framed this uh, feature film uh, called How to be Single is exactly, and this is the way I felt it, uh, the way a German kid would dream of Manhattan because you were very excited to be in New York. That's very true. Um, you know, what's so interesting is I was in New York for the first time, um, um, you know, a few years uh, earlier uh, as, a, as a tourist, right? And so I took pic. I, I always have. I always have like a camera. You know, like I, I literally have it here on my desk, right here. I have a, a camera with me most of the time. And so I, I, uh, I took pictures as a tourist, not knowing that I will ever shoot a movie there and everything. And so when we started prepping how to be single, um, these pictures were the first thing uh, I looked. I looked at because I was. I was. I wanted to have that. Um, um, I wanted to have that view onto the city that 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 you have when you are when you are fresh to it because that's what the main character the main character is fresh to the city and you know Alice uh, she comes to how uh, to be single uh, to to uh, she comes to New York uh, um, newly she moves there and I wanted to you know like visualize that experience as much as I could and in order Christian Dieter to experience. Uh, New York City at the fullest potential. There is a lot of events that are happening in the night time and the nightlife. And I am especially enjoying one sentence from that feature film, which is, you're single now, okay? 
you do not just go home. You shouldn't even have a home. You should just have 500 square feet where you keep some clothes and occasionally bath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how, that's how it is to be single in New York, I guess. You know, <laughs> no, uh, it's a it's a great it's a it's a great script uh, uh, by uh, uh, by Dana Fox and and um, yeah, so great line. I totally agree. It is a very great line, a Christian Dieter, and there is this very powerful combination of on one side the comedy with some very uh, funny topics that are uh, brought into the table. But on the other side, there is real emotion. Can you tell us a little bit more about the making and the fact of crafting uh, and mixing those two very powerful components that uh, makes uh, this movie so unique? You know, um, yeah, I, I can totally speak to that. I I feel um, I feel that's just what life is, right? Life is not one note, and I feel that you know um, you you can have a lot of fun when you also know how it's like to be sad. And I think um, it's easier to cope with being sad, you know, when you also have fun now and then. And and I feel like the best movies for me, the best comedies, also you know, hit you in the heart and, and, and the other way around, you know, the best uh, dramas, and that's just a matter of personal taste, right? There's no right or wrong in, in these matters, but I, I also feel the best dramas are told with levity and, and also make you like smile now and then, or maybe even laugh. And, and so I, um, basically in everything I do, I, I just want to be, I, w I just want to be, um, Yes, it's it's always like some some genre thing, you know. So how to be single, obviously, is a comedy, and I, I, you know, like for example, Biohackers, which is a Netflix show I did. It's more like a science thrillery thing. But but wherever whatever I do, I always come from. Okay, how does it? What's the emotional um, honesty here, and what is the what is the experience that the characters are um, having? And and I, I ideally, I want to make the audience not just watch the character have that experience but feel this experience together with the character and and um yeah and does that answer your question absolutely christian Dieter. you want to invite the spectators into uh, the life of uh, the characters uh, that you are uh, portraying and life is not just one note, but I would also add that for you, <laughs> life is not just one tripod because you are rarely using stable uh, plan to uh, shoot um, the feature film. You like to take the cameras on your shoulders and create a lot of movement, especially in those comedies that's true um i i kind of i i try not to be um dogmatic about things but be more like okay um what whatever is 
whatever's best for the scene, you know? And, and I feel like, for example, in How to Be Single, there's, you know, there, there's everything. There's like, there are some tripod shots, not a lot though. <laughs> um, and there's handheld and there's Steadicam <laughs> and there's screen shots and there's, there's everything. And, and the, the, the question I always ask myself is, okay, like how how does this um, moment and how does the scene feel for the for the character and what is the best way to uh, translate that visually and and you know if it's like a very um, if the, if the character is uh, you know excited or agitated or it's it's it's, it's he's, he he or she's nervous you know um, then then handheld might be a good tool to you know use in that moment whereas you know if somebody is very calm and 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 um you know maybe stuck or you know stuck in life or whatever you know and that might not be the right choice although it might also be just for contrast so uh, <laughs> there's no like i don't have any rules about these things it's it's uh, it's more like a gut thing that i go like okay i i always i always you know before i make the movie i, I pretty much you know see it uh, in front of my inner eye and i i i just you know, I, I I'm like, okay, how should this feel, and how, what do I have to do to make it feel it that way? Furthermore, I would say that the only tripod scene in the entire Dieter filmography is the one in Love Rosie, but a tripod scene attached to a, an helicopter, which is not <laughs> in reality. A tripod scene. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe you 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 know. I have to watch. I have to watch back. Yeah, I'm not using a lot of tripods. That's true. I would love to discuss about this feature film that you also directed called Love Rosie, a story based on the 2004 novel called Where Rainbows and by Irish author Cecilia Aram. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, I, I can I can tell you a lot about it. Um, it's, uh, you know, uh, Cecilia wrote this novel um, that I loved when I, when I read it because, um, you know, I always, um, like, I, I usually watch more when I when I grew up more like adventure and action films and stuff like that. And so for like romance movies, it needed to be um, close to my life for me to connect. And so I, I connected uh, as a as a teenager with um, you know very few very few films. Um, you know, being like Before Sunrise, for example, or or When Harry Met Sally. And when I read uh, Where Rainbows End, I felt this novel had these qualities, and there were a lot of things that I could relate to and. And it had a very, you know, funny um, voice, and, and at the same time, it was in heartbreaking in places. You know what what happens and how life got in the way of these characters, and and I, I just fell in love with it and um, fought for uh, to be allowed to make that movie, <laughs> and and luckily, um, luckily they allowed me to do it. So and 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 then I. Um, you know, I, I met Lily, and and together with Lily, we met Sam, and yeah, and 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 then we just you know decided let's let's do this. I mean, this is like the simplified version, obviously, but um, this is the 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 gist of it. This is the logistic of it, and a Christian Dieter. 
there are numerous uh, aspiring filmmakers and especially in Germany that are that are inspired but by the work that you're doing what would be your pieces of advice Oh, you know what? Um, I can just pass on the advice that I got as a, as a young film student, because when I was traveling with Fritz Haubert, uh, <laughs> Enchanted, um, I met, Fritz uh, Haubert was shown at the AFI Film Festival, the American Film Institute Film Festival here in Los Angeles. And, and so I was like thinking this is a, a great chance, you know, to, to meet, uh, you know, other directors, you know, like professional directors. And I, I did meet James Mangold uh, at the time. And um, and so I said, uh, James, <laughs> I would. I'm such a huge fan. I would love to do an, an internship with you. And he he said, okay, why why would you want to do that? And I said, because I want to learn from you. I want to learn, you know, filmmaking. And 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 he said, you know, the only way you actually learn filmmaking is by making films. And it sounds like a cliche, but it's so true because. You know, the, the amount of stuff I, I learned just with my first short film, Fatsau, but just by cutting out the wrong moments and then crawling over the floor for two hours in order to find them again so I can splice them in again. Uh, you know, the amount I learned from editing or, you know, when you put the camera on the wrong side of the axis, you know, uh, and, and, and you can't use, you can't cut it together at all. And, and you know, this, these are just the simple things. But, you know, with project, from project to project, I always keep learning and and i feel you know if you want to if you want to be a filmmaker you just got to make films and and i think i think there's no um no right or wrong way to do it you know obviously film school is an option but it's um it's not the only option some of the best filmmakers never went to film school you know and 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 you know just they just started making stuff and what's also i think really important is to find like-minded people you know to to find people that don't run away if you want to make a film with them but stay and and then you know and then pay it back you know so when they need you for their films you know be there for them and and i think that's um that's the that's the most important thing and that doesn't change you know um yeah that doesn't change to keep learning watch movies and most importantly never fix that shelf with the projector that is not straight because life is not perfect thank <laughs> you very much christian dieter thank you so much this was really fun <laughs>